Hey, 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 everyone. Good afternoon. Who am I? I am an author, blogger, website designer, as well as a publishing consultant and the host of Blah Diaries, Broke, Lonely, Angry, and Horny. And so what is Blah's for a lot of people who don't know? It's, yes, dealing with broke, dealing with lonely, dealing with angry and horny in your ages of 40. Normally, a lot of times, and I'm just speaking for myself, a lot of times we don't deal with our issues because we're used to being, we got to be super mom or super woman or we're running a business or we're entrepreneurs or whatever it is that you're doing or we're working a nine to five. And a lot of times we don't get a chance to sit back and deal with that broken. And I'm not talking about just broke as far as money and living day to day. I can't tell you anything about money since because I don't have any. But what I do know is that a lot of times you can't do and conquer the problems that you have unless you deal with what's going on inside. So I'm a big advocate for going to counseling. Um, as a person who has dealt with depression, dealt with breast cancer, dealt with all these different things. I know for a fact that if you don't heal within, you can't deal with anything outward. Next, dealing with lonely. I am a loner by nature, uh, it's just natural, but a lot of times our loneliness is our fear and it's our insecurities. And it's also dealing with the issues of, of just dealing with certain things. Like for me, you know, my complex was, I always thought it was, I had to be light-skinned to be pretty. Um, some of the loneliness is that I have weight issues. So, you know, I'm a plus size woman. So I thought, you know, I got to go out here in this large body and try to convince people to like me. So that was another barrier of, you know, kind of succeeding in my life. Um, angry, just angry about a lot. I was angry with my children's father for not being the person that I wanted him to be. Angry at myself for not being the person that I wanted to be. Um, angry at, you know, friends who disappointed me. Angry at children, my, my teenagers who have disappointed me. And we don't often talk about that because we are so scared um, that of what people are going to say, how they're going to judge you, and how they're going to tear you down. And, and that's another thing, just dealing with fake friends, dealing with all the issues that I know that I have dealt with on a day-to-day -day basis. Next is horny. You know, I, was I have been celibate for 11 plus years, um, and it has not been easy. And part of the horniness is dealing with loneliness you know desiring a decent relationship being in a relationship with someone who's incarcerated and not a hundred percent sure you love him and you care about him and i'm just speaking about myself again but you're not a hundred percent sure that he is going to come out and do right so that's an issue um the fear of trying to date again at 40 with being overweight and being all the things and trying to get back your life and and for me a lot of it was desiring so many things you know my friends they had great things and here I am busting my behind every day and it just seems like it's not coming together so those are the things that when I talk about horny it's deeper than sex it's really about the things that you're horny for in life whether you're horny for success whether you're horny for a nice home or horny for um, love and companionship and true friendship you those are the things that often we don't talk about because we have to pretend to be superwoman 
and we have to you know it gotta look perfect on the outside i have to look perfect and for me those were some of the things i wasn't that you know if i feel like a mess i'm gonna look like a mess you know and and so all next week and, and i'm really really pushing this all next week i will be challenging people to talk about those issues because blah diaries for me started out as a novel because I and I'm going to share that is because I was sitting in the hospital with my son who was dealing with FSGS which is a rare kidney disease um, he was in dialysis three days a week um, either dialysis or the hospital prior to that he was diagnosed with nephrotic syndrome at the age of five we practically lived in the hospital from the time he was five up until he was about 15 meaning there was numerous of omissions and all i had at the time was at first i was just writing from you know notebooks and papers and stuff like that but um i noticed that when somebody would ask me how i was feeling i would just say blah and they would be like what's blah i'd be like broke lonely angry and horny and it became my life model and i'm not saying that it's the right model but it was my life model my life model was I'm broke, I'm lonely, I'm angry, I'm horny, right? Um, I'm broken because I just nothing is going right right now. I'm lonely because I'm sitting in this hospital room with my son and I'm dealing with this by myself. And yes, there were angels who would come and visit, but when the doors close and when they have to go home, it's just you and your sick child. And they say, I'm praying for you, but they really don't know the battles that you're dealing with. Um, and then it was horny, um, just being lonely. I mean, we, we, you know, horny is so deeper than sex for me. You want a particular person, but they're either incarcerated or they're in the military or they're out and about, um, they're just not there for you. And he may be the one for you because you think he's the one, but he really isn't because he's yours and he's your man and her man and her cousin man and everybody else's man and maybe be your mama's man too. And it just it just sat me down to realize that I wanted to reevaluate my life. And, uh, and I went and I analyzed each part of my broke, right? And I was literally, I, I kid you not, I wish I could show it to you, but I put a vision for my life out of those four acronyms which was b l a h and i was just like b broke um and i just said what was breaking me down and i and i just really wrote a list of what was breaking me down and it was like negativity fear false friends procrastination remove the drama stay organized uh let go of the let go of my truth right and this is what this really is about is it's just like listen this is me this is who i am and I'm willing to change, but I'm not going to change to make anybody else happy but me. Because that really is the bottom line. A lot of times when we get into our 40s, we're so, we've been so drained out of taking care of our entire family. Taking care of friends. Taking care of, you know, everybody else in the world. That when it comes time to take care of ourselves, we lose ourselves. And every time that somebody breaks our heart. Every time that somebody disappoints us, every time that that we think he's the one, but he's not the one. Every time a friend is smiling in your face and stabbing you in the back, um, kind of it, it just sets a tone. It sets a real, real nasty tone. And, and it was for me, it was a tone. You know, it was like 
to the point where up until last year, up last year, I kid you not, November and December probably was the most depressing, but the most, those months awakened me to a lot of things because I was sitting in a room full of people that I loved. Um, and I remember coming out of a meeting and just finding, and just really seeing things for what I wanted to see. Um, and then we had a conversation and I, it just devastated me. And then I was like, I don't, I don't even want to be around that. And it's not to say that that person or those people are bad people. It was just, I had made a decision. I had made a decision that maybe this is not my baby. And, and that was just on a bit on a business level. I kid you not on a business level. I was like, you know what, Tamara, you're building somebody else's dream. And I don't think you're being really appreciated. Right. And it was serious, serious. I was like, cause I, I I didn't let my books and everything that I believe in go to the wayside. And so I had to deal with that. And and that that's how I got to deal with my broken. I mean, I was at my, I was like, wow. And then it came to dealing with lonely. And I, I made the conscious decision to choose people who choose me. And that was, it, it, it was out of that incident that says, Tamara, going forward, you're going to be around people who choose you. And not because it's convenient for them and not because um, of what your talent is. Because sometimes people choose you because, you know what, she's smart in that department. So let me choose her. I really don't want. I don't really want to fuck with her like that. But I, I'm gonna choose her because she she's gonna help me with this. And when it's when it's convenient for them, and if you are around people who are only dealing with you when it is convenient for them, then that doesn't work either. And so I had to learn that part. The next thing I learned in, in, in my lonely was I wanted it bad enough. I wanted to be at peace. And that if I was going to be at peace, I would only have good people around me. They couldn't be negative. They couldn't, they couldn't be talking to me and gossip, gossiping to me about Anne, man, Anne, Moran, and Jan. And, and I, I just, because I don't want to gossip. We all got mess. We all got ish. We got some shit to clean up. And we can't pretend like we're perfect. And so I knew that I didn't want to be around that. And my loneliness, like if I'm going to be alone, I'm going to be alone because I choose to. But then I had to realize that that's not fair to me. And I learned something about lonely. And I learned something about when people say, and including myself, say, oh, I don't want no friends. I don't want no, we all need friends. We all want to be loved. We all want to be in a relationship. And we all want to be somebody's, whether whatever your sexual, but for me, I want a husband. Um, if you like girls, some people want a wife, whatever the case may be. We all want that. What we don't want is the disappointment. Period. Like, I don't want the disappointment. I love this gentleman that's incarcerated. Love his dirty jaws. He is the man of my dreams with his flaws and all, but I don't want the disappointment. So I, because disappointment for me is to literally fuels my determination to be the very best that I am at whatever I do. Like I will shut the world out and just work, 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 work. And I know that. And so again, I want to be around good people. And I want to be a good person. And I hope and pray that I'm a good person. So how I become a good person is, is that I work on building myself every day.
right? And I tackle my issues without fear and not caring what the hell people say. Like generally, I really don't. And so in order for me to tackle that, I have to be willing and open and receptive. And that's the same thing that, you know, a lot of women have to realize is that you have to be willing and open and receptive to change. So in order for me, I'm, I'm around people who I enjoy being around. Some people are good to be around on business, but some people are not. I love God, but I'm not a church going every Sunday type of woman. Because I have confusion about religion, especially Christianity. I am confused beyond, y'all have no idea how confused I am about Christianity. And so, you know, um, I'm the person that, you know, I'm going to question because I'm a reader. So I'm going to really, really read it and break it down. And I don't want, I don't want to know what nobody else is saying. I don't want to hear what the pastor said. I want to read this book. And if I feel like it's a question, I'm going to raise my hand because I'm still confused. All right. But that doesn't make me a bad person. It just says that. And it doesn't mean that I don't love God. It just means that I got some questions. I have questions about Christianity and, and the pastors of today. And I don't know about the pastors of yesterday, but the pastors of today. And that is an issue for me. I'm okay to say that. Doesn't mean I don't like pastors. Like them a lot. Think they're good people. Think they change the community and the world. But there are questions. And there are concerns. And it's because of a past experience for myself. Um, the next thing is dealing with horny. I made a choice and a covenant with God, not a pastor, not people, but me and God. I said, hey, God, I said, listen, I want a husband. And I want a husband, but I want a husband. So I'm going to do this for you. Listen, if you give me a husband, he ain't gave me that yet. And I've been 11 years strong. If you give me a husband... I will not sleep with any other man. That's all I'm asking of you. And so do you see where my questions are at? Right? So I have, I've held up to my part, like really, really held up to my part for 11 whole entire years of not having sex and being celibate because I said, if I do this, if I make the conscious decision not to sleep with anybody else, Will you give me a husband? That's all I want. I want a good husband, too. And I gave him a list of what I want. I want him to have a job or a business or maybe both. I really don't care. I want him to be loving. I want him to be supportive. I want him to, I want to have somebody who is willing to be my helpmate. We can stand behind each other's sides. We enjoy each other's company. That the love is authentic and 125% real. Now, listen. He could be fine, but he don't have to be gorgeous, right? He can be smart. That's fine, too. I want him to be smart. I want him to be my helpmate, and I want to give him the same. So I said, God, in these 11 years, let me prepare myself to be this. And so in my process of preparing, I'm like, okay, I need to fix some things, right? And then I'm like, okay, God, what is it that you want me to do? He has not given me a list. And so in this, this, and I'm sharing this, in December, had this conversation with a friend. And she was like, I don't know what the case was, but we were ha it wasn't a disagreement. She was like, well, you know, you just got to get yourself in your mind and you can't get anybody. And I'm like, but it broke my heart. And, then, and that's why next week I'm going to talk about how when you thinking that tough love works, tough love will put people back in their shell. 
you thinking, let me curse that person out, and that's going to get their lives in order. That's absolutely a lie and a myth. Um, and my loneliness, and my horniness and loneliness, because they go hand in hand, I did everything that I was like, listen, I'm just not going to give up the cooch. I am going to be dedicated to renewing myself, but I couldn't really dedicate myself to renewing myself because I had to take care of my son and the rest of my family because I have a big family, which is six children. And so in the process of renewing myself, I learned one thing. I needed to go to therapy. <laughs> I needed it bad because I was like, listen, you you broke, lonely, angry, and horny. You ain't had sex in 11 years. You ain't got no companionship with these dudes. You're not making it as a good friend sometimes, so I think. Because I'm the person that works, works, work, 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 right? And I'm okay. Like, literally, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being comfortable by myself, and that's the introvert in me because I am writing. So I'm creating characters, right? So that makes me comfortable. The next thing I learned, and this is important, this is so important, that sometimes depression shows on people differently than what clinical diagnoses have said. <laughs> clinical diagnosis is just what is a pattern. But sometimes people step out of the pattern, and, and I was stepping outside of the pattern. And I was like, you know, I would, I would just have days, not that I didn't want to get out of bed, that I would just be ready to work, and I wouldn't sleep, which probably is a sign of depression too, but it was so that I didn't have to face and deal with the fact that people had hurt me so bad. I would be like, you know what, I'm going to put it in my books, and then when you would read my books, like Cash and Money was so angry because I was killing people, I was okay with it. Uh, <laughs> I was okay with it, I was okay with saying what I wouldn't normally say. And so I was dealing with the fact that I was angry with God. I was like, seriously, God, I fulfilled my I've been fulfilling my obligations. I should just go out here and be a high hole and sleep with 64 guys because I asked you for a husband. And you said be patient. And I I did that. And I know people who ain't who've been hoes since they just been hoes. Right? No disrespect to the person who likes to be a hoe, but I'm just saying. They've been, they've been sinning, and they've been breaking laws, and you gave them a husband. And they, and they had a nice wedding, because I, I, I've been dreaming about this wedding since I was the age of five. Like, I've dreamed about being a wife. It's what I wanted to be when I read Cinderella. And it just, it, it took a toll on me. It took a toll on me. And it took a toll on me because we do not realize that sometimes those disappointments in life take it devastates you here i am being right here i am sitting and following well almost <laughs> right because i like the curse and that's that's probably why maybe god is holding back and then i was like okay so i was like maybe you should dress nicer and maybe you should lose the weight and maybe you should do this and then i'm looking at my friends who the some of them, not my friends, but some people I know who don't look nice, who don't dress nice, but they got a husband. See, because I think that the rules, you can't tell somebody that when they are around people who are, first of all, in a relationship, and they're not that perfect. So you're saying that I have to be Beyonce perfect, that almost angel-like, and I just got, and, and like I was confused. So that's what it goes back to being confused about religion, pastors, and God. And, and I'm honest about it because we do not talk about those issues. 
and we do not talk about the fact that it affects us. It affects us in a way of, listen, I've been, I've been doing right. I've been doing right. Like, I'm, I'm not out here. You know how many penises people offer me their penis for 11 years? I was at the hospital a lot of times that I would just get offers. I would get a free I would get a free sandwich and be like, and call me. I like having sex with big girls. <laughs> and I turned it down. And I and that was at year five. Do you know how hard that was? And he was cute. And he had condoms. I'm just saying, people. Seriously. Seriously. And so, like, God, I, then I, you know, kind of said to God, seriously, then I was like, God, okay, let me ask you nothing. Can you make my kids good? Because my kids, some of my kids do some things that's just not normal. And he, I'm like, seriously, you're not trying to listen to me at all? And then that was another problem. I had this problem where, and it, it literally it ends business relationships for me. I will tell people exactly Listen, that's not going to work out. And, I, and, and it makes me seem like I'm a pessimist, but it's not that. I just think logically, right? And they say you don't have faith. No, I have faith. I'm just saying that maybe we can do things a little differently and that if we, and then it winds up getting me pissed off. And so I will, I will end, I will end it. And even in my personal life. So again, that's why I go to counseling. Um, I came to the conclusion that in order for me to get over some of these barriers <laughs> and stereotypes and issues, I need to I need to work on me. Right? So I'm now on broke. What is breaking me? What is broken within me? What do I need to change? And I was realizing that the list is hella long. <laughs> The list is long as ever, so I feel like I'm still on broke. Because I can't even get to lonely, and I can't even get, well, I, and I dealt with angry, and that list is long, too. So, <laughs> but the purpose of me saying all that is, is that in order for us to repair ourselves, um, and me talking next week all about these issues, and I would love for people to call in and join in, is that we have to give we, we really have to put it out there that women in their 40s are tired, right? We super bad. We some badasses, right? We didn't accomplish some things. Uh, whatever it is that you've accomplished from being an author to being a musician to being a businesswoman to being an entrepreneur, but there's some times that we get burned out. We can't do everything for everybody. That we have insecurities that we have for me it's weight issues for me it's burnout on a regular basis and everybody just thinking that even though you laid out on the floor passed out that that she give us some water she'll be <laughs> give us some water if y'all give us some water she'll get back up you pass a swiss roll she'll get up i promise i promise she'll be ready to work and that at times i do get lonely at times i am angry and I'm always horny. Believe me. I'm not talking about like a horn bag that goes out and just tries to hump on everything. But horny for things that I desire in my life. Past sex. Because it's deeper than it's, it's past sex. In my life, I desire to be at peace. Right? And I want a man. But I want, I want a good man. 
I want a man. I want, as a matter of fact, I want a man who is willing to make me his wife, and and that's important to me. So I'm not selling for a boyfriend. I'm done with that. I mean, it's seriously. Um, I want to date, but I want to make sure, I, like, I gotta deal with some of my insecurities of, of even dating. Like I'm, I got six kids. My kid, my teenagers still home. My adult teenagers, okay, the eighteen and over are still home. Um, I still have to take care of my son who's sick. I still have to take care of my fourteen-year-old. I still have to take care of my grandson. Um, so I'm still dealing with issues. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I get pissed off sometimes. I'm like, damn, they they dad they had like forty-two relationships, and I'm still trying to get to establish. You know, and then establishing, is it Louis? Is it the guy that I love? That is it him that I want? Or do I want to move on? And believe me, it's the big question of my life. Um, but I want to enjoy life. But I want to enjoy it and without fear. I want to become more fearless than what I, because I work really hard. Because that's not even hard for me. Um... And what is it that exactly makes me want to not ever have to say that I'm blah, broke, lonely, angry, or horny? Like, because there's a lot of requirements to fulfill that. Um, that broke, lonely, angry, and horny. It's, it really is. How can you fix your broke? And you got this list that's longer than life, right? So now I just chip away. So I'm learning to just chip away at it one one task at a time like I now I, I, I have a ritual in the morning then in the morning I get up and I meditate and I pray um and that I'm not afraid to tell God that sometimes I'm not really understanding like they say don't question God I'm not questioning him I'm just saying I'm not really understanding what the heck is going on um but I'm also I also count my blessings because I could have less I could be out my mind and at um at, at at the psych ward because enough in my life has happened to be there. Um, the seventh, the second thing I do is I practice forgiveness. I'm learning to forgive people <laughs> day by day with a lot of help because sometimes I need to figure out why I'm forgiving you and that's hard. So I'm practicing forgiveness. Um, the next is I work on what is needed to prepare me. I'm learning to put myself first. I used to put other people before me, my children before me, my family, people, businesses and services and products. And if they asked me, I'd put me aside and they don't even realize that. And they realized that after a while I wasn't even appreciated for doing that. So I don't do that anymore. At least I'm trying not to. Um, I'm learning to be a priority. I make sure I drink my water every day. So I have my favorite pink little water bottle that I fill up every day. And I, I drink at least two or three, try to drink two or three of them um, a day. The next is I try to do what I want to do. And figure out what, it, that, what the hell it is I want to do. Because outside of work, like I had to figure out what is fun for me. Because when I would say what's fun, I'd be like writing, which it is. It's the best thing that I have ever done. The best gift that God could have ever given me. Um, 
and I, and, I, and I think that's my goal for people um is that if we can openly have the conversation to say listen I I procrastinate sometimes because every time I make a plan it falls apart so I'd rather wait until the last minute because at least if it falls apart because I procrastinated then I know the reason why but if I put a plan into place and I've you know executed this plan and I did X Y Z and it falls apart what step did I miss because I think I've hit every step um, if in your brokenness is letting go of people who mean you no good and it's you still holding on to them because damn I've known them for 12, 15, 20 years. And they don't even realize that. I just, I'm done with it. Whether it's friendships, whether it's business relationships, whether it's author relationships, or damn. I want to let them go, but if I let them go, well, I miss them. Now I got to deal with the burden of missing them. Missing the friendship, missing the love, missing whatever it is that came along with those friendships and relationships and all the other things so now i gotta deal with that releasing past hurts is a big one because for me um i've always held on to a lot of the past hurts um and that's when i'm working on forgiving and i you know whenever i have a conversation with my brother that for for one acknowledge that past hurts hurt and they don't go no damn where. I don't care what people say. You forgive. But those hurts are still embedded in you. Because especially if you did nothing to cause those past hurts. Now, if you got some part in those past hurts, then okay. But those past hurts that you have nothing to deal with from childhood on up to whatever. They're going to live. You just learn to live past them. But those hurts still are inside of your heart. Um, and, my, and the biggest one for me probably is release the fear to love and like people again. Seriously. I am friendly. I do like people. Let me rephrase this. I, to I tolerate people. But being honest scares the shit out of me to really call somebody a bestie. Really. Like now it's like, whew. Cause I don't know, I don't, I don't know if that works anymore. And so those are the things that I am dealing with on a regular basis. And that's why I'm, I started Blog Diaries because I want to help a thousand women. And I'm, I'm saying a thousand to get out of their broke, lonely, angry, and horny. And we're going to do it together. Not because I got the answers. I don't have none of them, but if you got an answer, help me. <laughs> okay. And if I got an answer, let me help you. See, that's what this is all about for me. This is not about me being better than you because I'm an author. No, it's a struggling author, and I got to get out here and grind hard, okay? Um, I, I know how to do a lot of different things. Let me teach you. You may know how to do some things like I have no clue how to do makeup. I have no clue how to dress up. Help me. It's, and I can help you do some stuff. Maybe you want to do your own graph. And see, it, it, women empower women. Women can teach women because if we came together with it and took all that away, that's what this breaking that level of blog diaries is all about. It's removing 
our stigmas. It's removing our insecurities. It's removing our past hurts. It's removing our fears. Blah is not about, even though it is going to be a book, but it's not about me. It's a fictional book because I, I, I just don't think I have enough history to write a memoir yet. I think I have a lot more living to do. Um, I think that we have to get out of our fear of what people think. They already think it. People think I'm crazy, and I, I, I atone to it. I'm like, okay, so, and they think that a lot of things, and, and, and you can't change that. And so today, I hope to encourage everyone today to know that they are something wonderful. They are something special about you, and that whatever it is that's going on in your, in your life, that nobody, no way, no way, shape, or form can you overcome those problems until you i'm sorry y'all until you face it you have to face your broke lonely angry and angry. i don't care what they say you gotta face it you have to and so guys i want you to follow me on instagram i'm gonna start putting up some motivational quotes um guys as you know um i'm a part of an organization non um a non-profit organization ourcurlsinc.org and guys as you know we are having a ribbon ball what is our curls inc we provide free wigs makeovers support services to women of color going through cancer and so we have a ribbon ball coming up april 27th at 7 p.m and it's going to be at classic vibes uh, Niagara Falls, Niagara Falls Boulevard, and guys, we need your support, we need your help, so one of the things that we're asking is if you have a basket or books or anything, please donate. Next, we are asking if you can't donate baskets and books or whatever the case may be, donate a ticket to somebody who may not be able to afford it, it's $45. Guys, go over to our website at www.ourcurlsinc.org. Also, guys, I have a book out. I know it's at 33 minutes and 50 seconds. And if you listen to this entire thing, it is important. Cash and money. Cash and money is out. And there's a love triangle. It is a book about a son, two sons, a set of twins, and their father who have all slept with Anika Sin. And um, who are mess who messed around with Anika Sin. And one of the sons is still having a relationship with her. And it is a twisted tale of dealing with betrayal. So it's all about betrayal. And Anika Sin is the is literally what her name is, Anika, and she is about sin. And so guys, I want you to go and download that. It is on Kindle Unlimited. It is actually priced at $9.99 for a reason. I want people to read it. So it is $9.99 a copy. I think it's $9.99. It's either $8.99 or $9.99. But whatever the case may be. I want you, it's $9.99, I'm sorry guys, it, it's a book that is going to lead you to another book, Love Has No Waste Size, which if you purchase a copy of Love Has No Waste Size or download a copy, 10% will be donated to Our Curls Inc. And so guys, I want you to support, follow me on Twitter at Tam Loves to Write, follow me on Facebook, Tam Loves to Write, and also on Instagram, Tam Loves to Write 39, let's stay connected, if you follow me, let me know. Holler at me in my DM or my messenger so that I can follow you back and support you as well. Because it's all about support. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. But let's break out of our blog, Broke, Lonely, Angry, and Horny. I will see you on Monday at 12 o'clock when I will start our first session on dealing with insecurities of weight, 
the way we look and our hair. Okay, guys. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.